0: attack and release show my name is matt and i am joined today by my good friend from nashville sam Moses. hi that was not dynamic you didn't get the memo sam it wasn't it's loud <laughs> uh, on today's episode we're gonna be eh, you'll figure it out down the way um we're just glad you're here we'll explain all this later sam matt just take some housekeeping
1: great Hello, my friends, listener, audience. Thank you so much for being with us for another episode. We are so glad that you are here listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. It's, uh, it's amazing that you give us an hour uh, each time on these episodes. We love getting to know you, so we are going to ask once again for your help. Screenshot this episode or a past episode that you love. Put it on Instagram. Tag me, Moses Mastering. Tag Matt for the Record Mastering. We will reshare it. Also, DM us. Shoot us a DM. I'm having people shoot me DMs now. They're saying hi. We're asking questions. We're talking about things. We're learning from each other. It's wonderful. Love getting to know our audience. So don't be a stranger. Holler at us. We always respond. And it's fun getting to know everybody. Helps us uh, make better episodes, too. So, without further to-do, adieu, do, to-do. Adieu, do, adieu. To-do, Sammo. Um. That's housekeeping. You know what to do. That was nice and quick. You know what to do. Let's go. Oh, like a button in it, a pin in it. Carry on.
0: That was nice. So on today's episode, I feel like every season we really touch on uh, dynamic range, loudness, normalization, and the current, let's call it the State of the Union, um... I'd say uh, the state of the union of, let's say, the loudness war. Yes. And where we're at. And does the conversation still maintain relevancy? Or is it incredibly relevant? I don't know. Well, I do know, but you'll find out later. <laughs> um, yeah. So without ado. Yeah. Samuel. Matt. What would you say if you had to give like a state of the union if you had like the the little presidential thing playing behind you like playing behind you uh-huh. you're coming up to the speaker's podium mm-hmm. to give your state of the union address on the current state of loudness mm-hmm. what would your opening line be
1: loudness is still important, my friends. That would be my opening statement. Powdered wig is optional.
0: (laughs) Powdered wig optional. Anyway, so what would you say, however, that the current state of loudness is as we're hanging out in 2023? Is this still a relevant thing to be talking about? Yes. Is loudness still... King, is there a war? We've I I feel like I've addressed this in past episodes. Um are people still wanting loud records? Are people or are people kind of backing off the fader a bit? Are people being worn down by the uh other people who are saying, no, we want quieter music or more dynamic music? Yeah. Um are people confused? Is there confusion in the industry? Yes. What is this current state? Of loudness that
1: we're living in today. So this is my opinion for all you out there listening. This is just my opinion and observation of working in the music industry, working with major labels, working with artists that some of you know. Not that that's important, but it gives some validity to knowing what is actually going on because there is mass confusion still, and it happens every week, and it's understandable Because the internet allows you to say whatever you want, whenever you want, um, without really checks and balances. But, just like this podcast, in theory. But, I just want to let everybody know that people are still making extremely compressed records. And that is the truth and the reality that... (gasps) There's a lady who just fainted back there. (laughs) Somebody help her. Uh, ninety. Can we get medical? <laughs> yeah, ninety nine percent of records I get, and I do a lot of records. Um, indie to major label, that the mixes are heavily compressed, and the masters are usually even louder, um, meaning more compressed, and so things are more loud more often, even more so, <laughs> and that's still the sound people really enjoy, and I think that's part of this conversation and something that I want to make sure that people hear today is that dynamics and compression do not need to be associated with the terms good and bad. Like they don't like you can make bad dynamic music. You can make bad compressed music. You can make good dynamic music. You make good compressed music. But in 2023, loudness is still King it's still if you measure what is going on out there top records they are still extremely compressed there are some records that are a few db less compressed here and there that is a reality and those records sound great i would also argue that those are records would still sound great if they were pushed a bit more uh to like kind of where most things land but compression loud records is still something that all my clients pretty much demand um, it's all what the labels expect. The number one feedback is still can we make this louder from clients? Um, and I'm doing literally two to three thousand songs a year. like I'm doing a lot of records, and I know a lot of mixers and I know a lot of people that <laughs> that <laughs> work in the industry and people still like. Compression. They like the energy. They like the consistency. You know, that's really it. Like, compression... There's been a lot of talk over the years that compression kills the life of music or, like, it sucks the life out of it. And I have to just strongly disagree that compression does not equal lifeless music. I thought that for many years. When I started, and I feel like I was learning what compression was, what dynamics were, i you know felt like i was a part of that crew that was very pro dynamic, you know, and all of that and it and i still am pro dynamic and i'm pro compression. <laughs> I'm pro both. I'm pro good music, I'm pro honoring the art. Um but i have learned over the years that <laughs> Compression does not make things sound lifeless. If anything, compression brings lots of energy to things. Um, If I am thinking about how to bring energy to a record, I think about compression, clipping, limiting. It's making things more loud more often. And as much as people say, well, that means it's just boring, it's not because it doesn't make the whole song sound identical. It just makes the song, on average, sound the same level. That doesn't mean... Mm -hmm. The verse sounds like the chorus. They may be similar level on average overall, but Mm -hmm. if your verse sounds different than the chorus, even at a high compression, it's still gonna sound different. (laughs) Like, it doesn't like redo the production to be identical. Like, as long as you make a chorus sound like a traditional chorus and a verse sound like a traditional verse, you can compress the crap out of that thing and it's still gonna be a great song. And if you made that record more dynamic, would it be better? I don't know. But I'm just, I'm very exhausted in 2023 about the hypotheticals of dynamics of, well, if it was dynamic, people would like it more. We don't know that. The fact is the record came out the way it did. The people on the team decided that's what they wanted. Of course, another pushback is always like, well, they don't know any better. And it's our job to make them know better. And it's like, no, it's not (laughs) like We cannot spend our precious energy and time um, as creators approaching our art from hypotheticals. That is just not good for anyone because it doesn't move us forward on any level. And I hope that this episode isn't an episode that sounds like we don't like dynamics because we love them. Dynamics, there are still dynamics in compression. Like, you can still use a dynamic range meter, and it will show you that there is dynamics in compressed records of 5 to 6 dB. <laughs> you know, it may not be 14, like a record that came out in the 70s or 80s, but there's still dynamics in compressed music. There's just not as much. And I think that's fine. And I think, like all things in life, like things progress, and we go in cycles. And maybe we move back to a more dynamic thing i don't think we will even with like immersive you know coming out which requires you to turn in something much lower in luffs um we just i just have to reiterate that luffs is not a measurement of compression compression impacts luffs but if you think about normalization it's playing back all music in theory at the same volume and so you have really compressed records and dynamic records that in theory are playing back at the same perceived loudness at negative 14 LUFS on Spotify, but they have different dynamic ranges. So LUFS is not a good indicator of how compressed something is. The only time LUFS is somewhat close is when you're, you are at final volume. If you're not shooting for your target, say you're smoking it fully, like negative 5 DR with a zero zero 0 ceiling, then LUFS is probably going to be around negative 5. But outside of that, you don't know how compressed something is by a LUFS measurement. And that's probably mm-hmm. the number one thing still. This is like three years running where people will say, well, it needs to be negative 14 LUFS, so it needs that means it needs to be dynamic. No. All you have to do is take your compressed record. If you care to do this, which no one does this, no one is making multiple versions still. No major label... Gig I have done ever has asked for an alternate version for streaming. Never, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever have they. We always do. Most of them only release <coughs> 44116, some like 44-124, because and if we do master for iTunes, then we'll run the higher bit, at least 24-bit. But most people are still just taking one version, 44116, making CDs out of that, putting that up for distribution like everywhere, because it's just easy. Like, it's easier to use one version. And then record labels are smart. They know these digital service providers, DSPs, Spotify, Apple, they're going to do what they want over and over again. They're going to change their algorithm again. They're going to change their outputs. They're going to change their playback. They're constantly evolving their tech, so it's going to forever change. And labels know we they can't keep up with that. The best thing we can do is just have archives of higher res. So at maybe one point, if the internet ever gets good enough, which it will eventually, then you could actually consume high res if that's desirable. But LUFS is not a measurement of compression, my friends. Say it with me. <laughs> and there's nothing really wrong with LUFS. It just isn't a measurement of compression or dynamic range. Do those things impact LUFS? Yes. But can you tell the dynamic range of a song by a LUFS reading? No, you cannot. So, the state of the union is that loudness is still king. It's the most demanded thing. And also, dynamics are totally fine. If you want to make a dynamic record, that's awesome. But we need to stop bastardizing compression and dynamics. We need to have a truce within the industry and say, guys, gals, let's just calm down. We can be done with this war. Most of the people I work with they don't even think we're in a war anymore. There's not a mm-hmm. war. Like I don't view myself in a war nor do I view myself as ever have been in the war because we like to make compressed records. I don't think it's me against dynamic range people. <laughs> like it's the I think the other way around where people that preach dynamics are better continually want to dig a hole. And just like double down, triple down, quadruple down on this idea that people that are making compressed records, which is pretty much everyone, anyone who is anyone, is Mm -hmm. pretty much making compressed records. Like, we're all the problem with music. And that's just so silly at this stage. Like, I just, I can't. So that gets into my
0: next question for you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um... How do I phrase this? Are mastering engineers the problem?
1: No, they're not. Mastering engineers, it's not my responsibility. This is, once again, my opinion. I don't think it's my responsibility to tell someone that their art is wrong or tell the mixer that they're wrong or tell the producer they're wrong. Like, if someone sends me a compressed record... And they're expecting it to come back even louder and bigger and fuller or whatever, perceived louder. Maybe we don't even <clears throat> change dynamic range, but it just, they need it to be fatter, bigger, whatever they're expecting, or the shortcomings of the mix. Or like sometimes people are like, hey, we just couldn't figure this out. Hope you can do it. Hope you can make the bass bigger, make it feel mm-hmm. more impactful. That's fine. Mastering can do a lot of that better than at the mix stage. It's not mastering engineers' faults. Like, it's not anyone's fault, to be honest. It's, it's more of a contextual thing is, if you are choosing loudness just for the sake of loudness, then that could be potentially someone's fault. But most people that I work with, almost all of them, and me included, were choosing compression because we like the way it sounds. Like, I like compressed records. <laughs> I grew up listening to compressed records I grew up, we grew up like 40 and unders. You know, we grew up, and this isn't an us versus, you know, older people because there's extremely wise old master engineers and audio people. But I think part of the disconnect in all of this is that we grew up listening to like stolen MP3s, compressed music. And so there's never been like a war. And so there's no, it's not my fault. Like it's not any master engineer's fault it's not any producer's fault. You know, a lot of people blame like like Skrillex for doing like dubstep. You know, start like really getting dubstep going and that's like super high compression. A lot of that mm-hmm. stuff was like groundbreaking compression in theory. And then you have Metallica, of course, you know, where people are like that record is essentially people say it's terrible even though it did great and people still listen to it. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't you know, it's it's one of those things where there are these kind of like iconic records that people say are just like overly loud. Um, You know, and it's just, you know, like Billie Eilish has like some zero DR in, in parts of her record where it literally, there is literally no dynamic range and it's great. Like those records are great. And then it goes to like, like there is, I think that's the thing is like, there are so many records that range in essentially in dynamics, but they have sections or a large amount of sections where it is like very compressed. There's not a lot of dynamic range, and then you might have like an 8 DB swing, you know for two seconds to, to make contrast. like it's It's not the mastering engineer's <clears throat> problem. It's not our fault. I don't think it's anybody's fault to be honest. Um, you know, we did an episode on like hot refs. A while ago, and I feel like that episode actually was great, and a lot of people enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. The perspective of it, but it's you know, it's one of those things where if we could get people to understand what compression does and dynamics do, like what do they offer sonically? That's what I hope we move to is what do these things offer to us sonically, and then if you want it. To feel that way or have that energy, then do that. Otherwise, just use the volume knob. You know, I think I that's... have one
0: more question. Yeah, go. So we had your state of the union. Is it the mastering engineer's fault because it's the the we are the people who I guess would make it loud. Correct. Um, there's another check that I think that we should do. What? Um, and this is all. All this podcast is highly subjective. But it's like, you know what, let's kind of answer this as unbiased as possible. And is it our fault, you and me, that we keep on saying, no, this isn't a problem, (laughs) louder! And you're like beating the drum (laughs) louder. We don't do that. Uh, It's like a boat in the middle of the ocean. No. Um, People are rowing. (laughs) Um, Row louder! Row louder. Um, Is it our fault that we're not letting it go and that we're not letting the voices at B have the final say on loudness? I don't... Is it our fault? And are we kind of saying,
1: no, it will stay loud? It's not our fault because, like we've said in past episodes, and I'm saying again, we're doing this episode again because it's coming up again, which is...
0: It's got to be a yearly thing.
1: Yeah, like, make whatever record you want. I am all for dynamic range. I love dynamic range. It's fine. It's great. I love compression. Like... There's two sides to it. Like that is the problem with where the music is, like the loudness wars, all this this language, like wars, penalties, all these things that get surrounded and wrapped up in compression. It's it's a hijacking of the word compression. Compression is just this label that's become viewed as like negative. Mm-hmm. for some reason. But people have been compressing. You're compressing things all the time. The microphone compresses. Your ears compress. You know, anytime you record anything, there is compression essentially happening on so many levels. Yet, there has been such fear pushed into our industry about making compressed records and sounding bad or not hitting target levels in it. It'll sound bad or not doing X, Y, and Z, like all this crazy, all crazy rules, like trying to like figure out the loudness wars by making dynamic records means you're the one participating actually in the loudness war. That's still something we said, I think I said like four years ago, and it's still the same argument, which is, if you're trying to basically trick the algorithm by being dynamic or hitting luffs to then in hopes play back louder, you are you're the one concerned you're about trying loudness. to game the system. Yeah. Or like people that I work with who make compressed records. Yeah, if you go on Spotify, there are a lot of more... There are dynamic records that peak louder than a lot of my records. But my records are more loud more often, on average, than those other records that are dynamic. And at the end of the day, I don't care, and neither do my clients. Like this idea... Like very few people... Genuinely care about comparing their song to other songs if it's louder or softer. They might bring it up before we master and say, Hey, are you gonna do this or make a Spotify version? Or I heard we need to do this, or I don't want it to come down 5 dB because I put it on a you know, a side or ran it through this thing. And and when that happens, then it's an explanation of yes, there's some truth in what those saying, yes, your music will be lowered your music will be raised. And here's what normalization is. Normalization plays back everything the same. That's its goal. And the differences you hear are creative choices. It could be arrangement. Vocal placement plays a huge role in how you perceive something. If something is really dynamic, then yes, it may five times in the song be louder than your song. You know, there are realities when perceived loudness that make our ears go, that's louder, this is quieter, even when they read the same on the meters. And I think that, you know, that is a big deal. And I don't think we're the problem. I think, I don't even think we're the solution. We're just saying there's both sides. Like, I don't think we're right or wrong because I'm not taking a side. There's no, I'm not on a side in this war. I'm pro-dynamics. I'm pro-compression. I'm pro-art. You're not on the boat with a drum. No. There's the megaphone. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to be concerned about. You make the records you want, you put it out, you celebrate it. And if you want to spend, if you want to spend your time and energy and your life comparing your song to the infinite songs on the internet and going, well, that's louder and this is softer, that's louder, then that's your choice. Like you can do that. But there are so many people that get paralyzed at the stage where we should be celebrating, and they get their joy robbed. Because they have gotten some bad information that's not fully true about their songs, about the way they made it, you know, or they realize, oh, my song is compressed, and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's bad, and Spotify says this in the FAQ, or, you know, it's funny, people always go to Spotify, like, YouTube's like the number one consumption of content, like, YouTube continually is more important if you're going to pick one than Spotify, sure. you know, and you have Apple Music, and you have Tidal, and now people consume things on TikTok Like it's, this all goes back to what we've been saying which I think is wisdom that's what I think we're giving is wisdom because what we're saying is essentially in theory timeless which is make the record how you want do you like it? great, it's your art put it out there's other people that will like it just the way it is you're not going to please everyone you make your record really dynamic people that like compression won't like it then what do you do? Like, you just lost another, you know, demographic. So, you know, I understand how people get scared. And I also want people to know, like, this is very important. Compression is important. Loudness is important. I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you want a loud record, you want to compete in pop, you want to compete in top 40, in playlists, those records are compressed, the vocals out front, it's usually brighter than darker. And... That's just the way it is, and people seem to really like that. And, of course, the pushback is always, well, it's because they don't know any different. Well, yeah, you know, they don't. So that's reality. Like, I don't base my career on hypotheticals, and I don't want my clients doing that either. I want my clients to be thrilled with the way the music sounds. And if that's really dynamic, that's great. If it's compressed, that's great and they do have a valid concern if you want to be a part of the actual industry the actual music industry that is in the business of selling entertainment for profit that's what mm-hmm. we participate that's what i participate in then you do have to be concerned about what does the market want you know what will people put out what will labels expect what will the consumer expect um you know and so a lot of people that you know, have implemented this idea that compression is bad, they don't really make records, you know, with major labels. They don't make records that are popular. And that's the reality. Like, 2023, like, there's a lot of people saying compression's bad still and that dynamics are king and that, you know, your song's going to sound bad or get turned down or get, you know, whatever. And that's just not true. It's, It's not true. Like... Your song is going to be normalized with playback the same as everybody else. And if you do want to compete in the market, then you've got to put out a product that is similar and familiar. And you know, if we shift to making dynamic records, that's great. I can do that. If a client starts saying, "Hey, we want to, we want to back off a bit. We want to get more like dynamics in space," then my answer is great, which is what it always is when they say we want it louder. Great. We're more dynamic. Great. I don't shame them. For wanting something. <laughs> and we, as a podcast, like we're not part of the problem because we're, we're for both sides. I want peace. Like I'm so tired of having to dismantle and re educate people on lofts, on normalization, on compression, on dynamics. Like it's just, it's just getting ridiculous that it happens so often. It's been happening for so many years. And fear, unfortunately, fear is often more popular than wisdom. And so, I don't think we're part of the problem at all. But it doesn't mean, you know, we're going to solve everything. But I'm going to at least try by making an episode like this every year until people just finally accept that both dynamics and compression are good. You know, it's fine. Like, make the art you want. Don't worry about the luffs. Don't worry about the headroom. Don't worry about all that. Like... We cannot control digital service providers. They change stuff all the time, you know? And that's how it's always been. Like, radio's always... Like, the, what's going on has been going on forever. There's always been different mediums, you know, that are adjusting your song. And even in your car. Like, everybody screws around with their car tune anyway. Like, more bass, less bass, you know, or presets in cars. Like, you can't control what people are going to do to your song. <laughs> Like once it gets uploaded and out. And that's just the reality. And that's fine. That's how it's always been. And I don't think we're part of the problem. I genuinely do not. As engineers and as people that make podcasts, you know, about this topic again and again, I just want people to be empowered and feel okay that they can make the art they want to make. And to all those that, Are really against compressed records. I just want to say, please just stop. Just stop. Like, stop with the fear, the shame. Stop with the arguments that, well, if people could just hear dynamic records, they would choose it. Like, it just, just such a waste of energy and time. And I'm so bored by this conversation already, (laughs) again, but it needs to happen. So I'm going to pause there because that was Sam's State of the Union (laughs) monologue. Well, there you go Matt
0: <laughs> yeah, that was I mean I was just kind of letting it fly you know I just you always have a lot to say in these episodes so I just kind of <laughs> prime you up and I just it's kind of like a slingshot You're like hey when's this thing gonna start dropping so, yeah I mean if you want
1: to like, keep priming I've got like I could talk about this all day long um, I think I'm good <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great. I do have other questions and I do have other directions that I want us to go in okay let's do something um, different yeah. but I do I do like all that you said okay um, I don't think I'm uh, I, I, I guess I should answer the whole thing are we the problem yeah I mean what's um, your perspective on that that would be me assuming that this podcast is bigger than I think it is which I've been told several times that it is but I live in my little bubble in Charleston and I, I don't really know but i'm told by people that it's a pretty like widely listened to podcast and you know what i i genuinely hope it is um i don't ever intend it to be culture swaying um but i don't i don't necessarily think so i think if anything it's uh our our podcast is like pro music pro uh small business um It's pro, like, taking care of yourself. Um, I wouldn't say it's, like, all just, like, hounding on loudness. I'd say it's, like, our podcast is 100% focused around um, essentially enabling people to be, like, the best version of themselves they can. I mean, it's, like, like I said, it's, like, like, in past episodes. It's like my friend, Ellis is like, who's not a mastering engineer. is like, listen to every single episode of this podcast. He'll listen to this episode. be like, hey, they said my name again. And, uh, it's like, he came to me the other day. He's like, so tell me about this mastering engineer thing. And I was like, no way, Ellis. So now I'm saying this because I know it's going to put a smile on his face. And it's like, in all honesty, that's what I want. I want, like, I want the veil to be pulled back a touch. Um, this is, I something that you can do every day this is an occupation um, and it is accessible and it is uh at least to me I think it 's pretty easy to do there 's fun days, and there are difficult days, as with you know any type of self employment um but there 's also a whole thing and if it comes to you easy, you should probably charge money for it. You actually said that, mm-hmm. and uh I thought that was very wise <laughs> um Do I think that we have caused a kind of rift in this whole people turning it down thing? Not necessarily. I think, I do think that we're going to get down the road and my kids are going to be like, Dad, why did, how come like some of these songs are just really, really quiet? And I'm going to have to be like, Well, some people thought it was like they were gaming the system by making loud things quiet by making them quiet so they'd be turned loud. And they'd be like, Dad, how does that make sense? And I'm like, Emery, that is a fantastic question. I don't know. And I I always think that's funny. I I just listened to another record by one of my favorite artists. Um and I was like, man, this is kinda quiet. And I metered it and I was like, Yep. That was that was the goal of it. The weird thing is that it's like a lot I've noticed a lot of the uh a lot of the punk uh genre does that. Yeah. And they go like super low. And I'm like, no, what are y'all doing? It's like, I would love to work on this and I would love to talk to you. Listen to the podcast we have. Um you don't need to do this to think you're gaming the system. Um anyway, I don't I don't think we're the problem. Um by saying that, I feel like that's probably like the least humble question I've ever <laughs> asked on here, because it's me assuming that it's larger than it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I, I don't really know. I just, I just like talking to you every week, Sam. I just like recording it. Um, so we talked on normalization confusion. I know we were going to chat a bit on that. Do you have anything to
1: say about normalization? Um, just a reminder, like what I said is, normalization's goal is to play back everything at the same level. So if you have a loud record, it's going to get turned down. If you have a quiet record, it's going to get turned up. But it's going to play back then at the same level. Like That's its whole goal. And I think within normalization, one of the things I've thought about is that for people that really preach, you know, dynamic records would be preferred over compressed records. Normalization really is the great equalizer, which like dynamic people, people that really love dynamics and say compression is bad, have always bet on well, normalization will be our savior, because that ends the loudness war, because it levels the playing field. Which it does, but We've had normalization now for a lot of years, and people are not de- demanding dynamic records. So, in theory, people that love normalization and continually preach, well, because normalization is here, you don't have to compress your record as much. That is a true statement. I agree with that. You don't have to, because normalization will, in theory, play it back the same level as a compressed record. That's all correct. Correct. But it doesn't then mean the record sounds better. And on Spotify, dynamic records, when you have normalization on and you meter it, they do indeed peak louder than a compressed record. If we're doing like a negative 5 dynamic range record that lives kind of in that area versus like a 12, that 12 does peak technically higher. Now it's quieter a lot more often but it does peak above that record so it is technically louder like it's its final output on a meter is louder than where the very compressed record gets but we we can tell like people are not dyna- demanding dynamic records and once again this doesn't mean dynamic records are bad i'm just saying that this argument these hypothetical arguments that we keep circling on facebook and on all sorts of forums of You know, normalization is going to be the savior. That'll that'll take care of it. And it doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know. Or, you know, we've been doing loudness wars for 10 plus years. Since I started making records 14 years ago, loudness war was a thing. And it's still a thing. And people are still making compressed records more than not. And I think it's just, you know, these are just arguments that are being made from... People that have almost like double, triple, quadrupled down on it so hard that it would be very strange to start backpedaling at this stage. And it like it's just bizarre to me that we're still arguing about normalization or people are confused about it. I know why people are confused about it because the information out there, you know, is it's confusing. It's confusing because people don't know what they're talking about and they want you to think one thing. But I want to empower people. Once again, your record is gonna, in theory, play back the same as every other record. The differences you're gonna hear, once again, rangement, creative choices, vocal placement, brightness versus dark, like you know, and compression versus dynamics. But it's gonna play back, you know, within a, within a couple dB, like or luffs, if you want to say, you know, like it's not that drastically different. Because otherwise, normalization isn't working. And I don't really think it. Is working. See previous episodes, but it's not the it's not proving that people like dynamic records. It's not really proving people like compressed records. That's not once again like normalization has been hijacked. Like compression, normalization is just a thing. It's well, the point of, of
0: it was the point of it isn't to make things dynamic, <laughs> right?
1: Either. Yeah,
0: it's so that like people, you know, average people who don't know as much as we know about music and how all this replay works, that they're not getting their ears blasted out right. when. One song ends and a new song begins right. and you know Yeah. I mean it's like like I put on uh like Spotify or whatever streaming thing, I'll put on like a little country playlist um during dinner and we'll just kinda eat and we'll get some tunes in the background. And uh it's like I don't want a quiet song and then a loud song, then right. a quiet song, and then a loud song. And so it's like I understand who it's made for, why it exists and whatnot. Did I tell you my whole like goofy solution to it?
1: Uh I think you have, but why don't you, why don't you tell us?
0: I'll put it out into the universe, and I don't know. I just thought it was kind of <laughs> kind of interesting, and I haven't really said anything in about a year and a half on it, but it's essentially my solution to normalization, and it's really funny, and everyone's going to totally like turn off the podcast when they hear me <laughs> say this, or at least skip over my part right here. I'm acting like they already don't do that. And because it's like that weird, but if you just kind of sit and think about it, you're like, that would work. It's a weird way to make it work, but it would work. Um, And it's essentially you get rid of the whole minus 14 luffs thing. Yeah. Because, and this is kind of where I'm going to lose a lot of y'all, 14 luffs I think is still too loud um, for the whole system to work. And you almost need to go to TV standards... Or you need to go to something like minus thirty. Yeah. And that's your replay level. And you're like, okay, well, why is that the replay level? And it's like, I'd love to write an AES paper. I just don't know how to write a paper (laughs) that is that smart sounding. I mean, I'm reading these dang journals every month that I'm getting. I was like, how do you people just compute this mentally? This (laughs) is like, this is so far above my pay grade. Anyway, but just like psychologically approaching this. Nobody in their right mind is going to try to game the system at minus thirty. Yeah. Let's say luffs, luffs, whatever the heck you want to put it at. We'll call them mats. Minus thirty mats. <laughs> Since we're renaming stuff all the time, we're gonna. I, we, when I'm talking, Sam, come up with a with an acronym for mats. Oh, mats. <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll create a new thing. So you have minus thirty mats that everything is. Uh, playing back at, and then you let the um, volume of the player and the volume of the device that 's playing back judge the actual final replay level and The reason why I think this would work is whenever whenever you 're having people literally put stuff at minus fourteen luffs, and to me it 's a touch. Asinine because it was never really set to be a master your song at this level. Yeah. And normalization isn't a guide for mastering engineers. It's not a guide for mix engineers. It's a replay guide. Right. And it's like, we just. Like, well, the, the whole thing of like Mozart being played next to Metallica, it's not going to happen unless the, uh, unless like the playlist is titled like unlikely pairings or something like that. Unlikely music pairings. And, uh, Mozart is in fact played next to Metallica and you're not like blasting your ears out or something. But it's like you're never going to have any mastering engineer, anyone of any sense. Put something up there at minus thirty. Right. So it's like instead of just this is getting turned down, this is getting turned down, and this is getting turned up, this is getting turned down. Everything just gets turned down, just turned on everything. And it's not like an it's not like a limiter. It's not anything. It just you're just turning down like the overall like replay of everything. Yeah. Nothing. Nobody's stuff's getting touched. Nothing's happening. Everything is maintaining at the exact same equilibrium that it was when it was uploaded. Its output is just now minus thirty mats. Everyone has the same dynamics. Everyone has the same everything, and now people can eat lunch and dinner and play all their stuff and playlist everything, and then their devices and then the app and everything can make it back up through um, the what is it called the uh, the AD in the device? Yeah, or is it the AD? No, it's the digital analog. Yeah, so you like the yeah the the DA is making it up whether it's coming out the speaker or whatever it's going to send it to, that's what's, and that's what's ended up doing the makeup for it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would really end a lot of like the craziness, because this whole thing of like, this is as close to the topic as I'll get and as close to the, as to the flame as I'll get. Loudness penalties are so freaking stupid from a standpoint of you're not being penalized. Right. What is happening is that it is poor English being written. Whenever you're doing any marketing, whenever you're doing any anything, you always think of the optics of something. I do marketing for my other company. I'm never going to use the word penalize unless somebody is literally receiving, is on the receiving end of something that is penalizing them for an act that they have done. That is what a penalty is. You are doing something you shouldn't. Here's your hand slap, whatever it is. This is your... This is your penalty. Right. Having your music turned down because of normalization isn't a penalty. Right. It's how the replay device is actually just going to work. Right. And so having clients come to me and Sam and every other mastering engineer out there for the past however many years saying, oh, I don't want my song to be penalized. Guys, it's not being penalized. Nothing negative is actually happening to your song and you just need to... At the end of the day, just focus on serving the artist. Just focus on serving like the whole team that y'all are working with, and like turn out just an absolutely killer master. That's the only thing you need to worry about. It'd be really funny if like people started like putting like loud refs at like minus (laughs) thirty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because it's like no one's sending you a loud ref right. at minus 14 right. everyone's sending them to you absolutely slammed and they're like right. beat this and it's like okay well yours is compressed to hell and mine won't be like that right. and so that's the only part where like compression really doesn't sound good is when someone doesn't know what they're doing and so they're just like throwing a limiter with plus 6 plus 9 on the on the output and yeah but guys you gotta stop worrying about loudness penalty it's not a penalty right? it's poor English yeah and I think it's time that we all just kind of move on.
1: Well, um, yeah, sorry. I got nothing to say, but keep going.
0: No, I was just going to say, it's like I think that the best thing to do is just make the make the music that just best serves the artist. Right, yeah. And don't worry about what the streaming platform is going to do because the standards are going to change tomorrow. Right. It's gone so far that I've had people on a vinyl um, master ask, and I'm not making fun of everybody. This is not making fun of anybody. This is just merely showing how far into the wrong direction the conversation is going. Right. Um I've had people on a vinyl master say, Is it loud enough? It's like what does it matter if it's loud enough for vinyl? Because vinyl's never gonna like <laughs> right. you're never gonna play one song off a record. And then go and put on another record, leave it at the same volume, and be like, oh, why is this quieter? That last one was gross, or this one's... No, it's like, just go adjust the volume. Right. And it's like, typically, when somebody listens to a record, they're going to listen to the whole thing at least a side. And then, yeah, it might be quieter, might be louder, but it has nothing to do with loudness per se. It has everything to do with, um, more than likely, it has everything to do with like the preservation of audio on that medium and the 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 tunes may have been turned down for several reasons, but it could have been just you know fitting all that information that you wanted on that one side and on that one side right and so it's 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 trivial at that point, and so that's how far in the other direction loudness has gone right, and it's truly silly, so Sam, yes, you were going to say something
1: well, I just have a few other thoughts like. There's always an association like for people that are really stuck on dynamic range like there's always been an association with the language of saying like dynamic range essentially means like better quality Mm -hmm. and that compression means it's bad for your sound quality. (laughs) And there is nothing correct about that because you're still at the same sample bit rate. Like if we're talking about quality of audio we have to not associate compression. Once again, dynamic and compression, these words have been hijacked. And like you're talking about, Matt, like it's just, we're, we've gotten into such a weird place with these words and like normalization. And like if your song is dynamic, it is the same quality as a compressed song. <laughs> like, yeah. unless you are changing sample and bitrate and degrading or putting it into an MP3, that's when the actual quality of audio will change but compression and dynamics it does not change the quality now if someone wants to say well it gets it can get distorted well now you've made distortion as good or bad you've labeled distortion good or bad we use distortion all the time and even in dynamic records there's so much distortion in old (laughs) records that were made on tape and in consoles every distortion is almost everything we like it it's fine Compression can create potential for more distortion, but the quality, the actual quality of the audio is not worse if you use compression. So that's one thing. The other thing that I've always found interesting um, with like this conversation of dynamics and, you know, dynamic range essentially is better. Is if you look at if you measure records, and there's a site that I go to that I think is actually a great site. And I don't actually know who owns it. But it's dr.loudness-war.info. And it is a a basic kind of open source, dynamic range measurement of records, where you can see the average DR, the minimum DR, and the max DR, (laughs) the Kodak, and the source. So if it was like lossless from a CD or lossless from vinyl. What I have found interesting about this website
0: and say it one more time.
1: It's doctorloudness dash war, not a slash, a dash. Dot info. Did it pop up? Let me make sure. I got it open here. That's what it says. It is. Let me see if that just how it is. Yeah. Dr. Period. L o u d n e s s dash. War, W A R dot info, take you to a website that has over a hundred thousand records recorded Whoa. with a DR average, a DR minimum, a DR max, <laughs> the Kodak, and then the source. What I find interesting is when I go to older records and I look at the dynamic range minimum versus max, for example, the Michael Jackson Thriller record, which is always one of those like, oh, dynamic range, Michael Jackson Thriller. Oh my gosh, best record of all time. Okay. Yes, that record's dynamic range, you know, on the 1982 version here from vinyl. says it's 14. But the minimum is only 13, and the <coughs> maximum is 16. So that's only a 3 dB difference of dynamic range. That means that record is actually extremely the same volume on average. <laughs> like, Californication is like straight up all fours. Yeah. But, w- <laughs> but my point is this people talk about dynamics being like change, like it has variety, you know, change, like a lot of change. This Michael Jackson vinyl from 82 is basically only changing three DB, three dynamic range the whole time. Justin Bieber's 2021 Justice record. Average of six, but it goes from four to 11. The Justin Bieber Justice record from 2021 has a wider range of dynamic range than Michael Jackson Thriller. So just think about that. When we're talking about dynamic range, this is like how silly our conversations have gotten where people are like, oh, older music is dynamic. Yes, it has more dynamics, but even older records they mastered them to play back at the same volume. (laughs) They were trying to normalize old records before normalization was a thing. That's kind of what we do at Mastering. One of our main jobs is to make everything play back at the same level, right? That's like one of our main jobs, cohesiveness. And if you look at this website and you look at old records, yes, the old records have a, a more dynamic range in general, but their average is pretty insanely... Within like three to four basically DR or like the this modern really record cool website. Yeah, it's awesome. I have no idea. This is owns really it. Neat. I think it's a great website and I think it really helps paint a picture of this other argument that I'm bringing up or not even argument, just the awareness that just because a record has high dynamic range doesn't mean from song to song it's actually super dynamic. It's still sure. playing back extremely consistent as if it's been normalized, it's been mastered, which is great. But there are tons of modern records with, say, a low dynamic range in theory, but their actual minimum to max is much higher than records from the 70s and 80s. And so I say this because, once again, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if your record is super dynamic or super compressed or has a wide range or not. Like, my own argument, I just or what I'm bringing up, is a bit irrelevant. It's a bit of a stretch, I know. And there's technical things I can push back to it. But the point is that old records that happen to be more dynamic are still extremely consistent. They've basically mm-hmm. been normalized, just like the new records, just like digital platforms are trying to do. And it goes back to what I said. like Everything is the same. Everything we're experiencing has already happened, just in a different medium, a different format. <laughs> and so for some reason now, though, in 2023, it's become like a war. Someone decided we need to call this a war. We need to really hijack these words, these tools that we use, such as compression, such as dynamics, to express our art. We need to now hijack them and create a division between all of us engineers. It's us against the label. Labels against the Like 2023, let's stop. Let's just stop the nonsense. You can choose to participate in this cycle of loudness wars, if you want, by continuing the language of war, continue the language of penalty, continue the language that uh, dynamics has a better audio quality. All of that language, if you continue that energy, we will continue to do this episode every year, and you out there will continue to most likely create your art and then have this crippling little voice in your head of, like, oh, I don't. Well, is this correct? Is this not correct? It is correct. You like it? Great. Let's put it out. You want to compress? Great. Let's do that. One dynamic? Great. You want a record that's dynamic and compressed? Great. Let's put it out. Let's do it. Like, we need to be aware that these words, compression, dynamics, normalization, have all been hijacked. Luffs has been hijacked, and that there are people associating negative things with them. And that is not fair to you as a creator. It's not fair to us as engineers. And it's created all this confusion that really has no impact on anything. Because we do have pretty good data that compressed records don't do, quote-unquote, better in sales than dynamic records. Whatever that's, you know, you could poke holes in that. But we do thankfully know that kind of if you're within like a pretty wide range of window of dynamics... That your record will probably compete. And that's great. That's usually what I tell clients. I'm like, there's usually like a five to six, you know, DB range, dynamic range on most of the popular records. And that's pretty drastic. Um, It's just like the Justin Bieber record. Like, minimum DR, it says, is four, maximum is 11. That's a pretty wide range. And that record performed very well, you know, or you pick your other artist that's famous. But anyway, I just want people to realize that dynamics are great, compression is great, and there should be no fear or shame surrounding these audio terms. Like, when you look them up, if you look up the word dynamic audio, it it doesn't say, or dynamics, it doesn't say, like, this is a better audio quality. Like, (laughs) that's not the definition of dynamics. So let's stop hijacking words and allowing people to hijack words for the sake of their own narrative. Like, their own control, their own desire to control. And that's, that's all I have to say about this topic, I think.
0: Well, <clears throat> I think that we should end with a positive note. <laughs> it's all positive.
1: I hope that's what people I are hearing. All,
0: I think it's all positive. I just hope we didn't like beat everyone down. <laughs> no, I just want people episode. to make
1: the records they want to make. Like, this is a positive episode. Yes, I'm passionate about this topic because I see it. Sure. I see it ruined. I talked for like four (laughs) minutes this whole episode. I know. You're
0: passionate about it.
1: (laughs) I'm just passionate about it because I love my clients and I love the music they make. And the worst Mm. thing is when you get to the finish line and all of a sudden you start doubting everything about the project. Sure. Because of this topic. And it's still the number one thing that comes up. Not, is the bass correct? Or, what do you think of my song? It's, is this gonna get turned down or turned up? Does it need to be louder? Or, hey, my song came out and I compared it to 300 other songs and it's sometimes quieter. Did we get penalized? Like That is the worst place to be. And it robs the joy of the creativity process. And I just always have to circle back with people and say, hey, let's celebrate that you made a record. Let's celebrate that it came out. Let's celebrate that people actually like this song. I have people where their song does well, makes it on New Music Friday. Then they come back and go, well, it sounds quieter than this one song on New Music Friday. And it's like, you made it on New Music Friday. Yeah. You got a million plus streams and you were no one. But because that other narrative, because the hijacking of words and this idea of loudness, and compression and dynamics and all of this that we've talked about, it does impact people. Words have power. And if you do tell someone for 10 to 12 straight years that compression is bad, or if you take it to this level, it's bad. People do hear that. They do believe it on some level. And like, I'm here to to give both sides of the story. That's what I hope this episode is, is encouraging. Like, I am pro the people that love dynamics. I'm pro the people that love compression. I will never say dynamics are good or bad. It's, it's a neutral topic. It's, does it best serve your art? And if I use that approach, dynamics, compression, and how I approach a record, am I best serving your art? And that's kind of as simple as it is. Okay, now I'm officially done.
0: <laughs> it's quite the state of the union. Is the intro and outro music going to be like if you had your own country? <laughs> if you had your own country, what that national anthem would be of that country? Is that the intro and outro? <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll make a little, we'll cook up something special.
0: I want to know what the national anthem of your country would be.
1: <laughs> well, it would All probably right. be something rap based, <laughs> hip hop style, that's for sure. If it's my country. and the
0: intro, I told you, I was like, ah, we'll get to it. Y'all <laughs> we'll will find out what this episode's about. All right. Let's uh let's wrap it up. So, if you like what we said, leave us some stars, some reviews, um, comments would be great. Um. If you didn't keep it to yourself I'm just playing I would uh, I'd I'd recommend sending us an email or a DM um, because just because this podcast ends doesn't mean the conversation does so this isn't a oh well I said this he said that I think this they think this and that's just the way it is. No, this conversation is allowed to evolve. It's like the early episodes of this podcast, like our opinions have changed on things. And so... We're not pulling those episodes down, but... Because it's, it's humbling to kind of see like what you were doing and what you did believe. Um, so anyway, if you didn't really care for it, write us because we want to have that conversation and that conversation is most certainly worth having. Um... If, uh, if you made it this far also, thank you very much. If uh, you need a master engineer, Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. He can make you a really slam master. He can make you a really dynamic master. Yeah, whatever you want. I can be, <laughs> I can be found at for the record mastering. I can go, I can go either way as well. I I I have been printing quieter since our Dave McNair episode. I don't know why. It just he got in my head. Now I'm having to now I'm just printing quieter. And uh I'm not hating it. So um I'm not de- delivering quieter, but I am printing quieter. Um yeah, and if you like the music that's playing in the background, that was made by Sam. He does all these puts them all together and just does a killer job. So a few of mine just shooting a message saying thanks for putting these together that would mean a lot at least to me um because I am very grateful um let's see I think yeah we asked you to oh share the episode if you think this helps, episode is worth sharing take a screenshot post it on social media wherever you're posting and uh yeah just tell friends about this episode and yeah tell your grandma we'd love to have her listen dynamic what and uh <laughs> It'd be funny We have like a little soundboard Of like Grandma voice Ooh. Push that button Anyway Um I think that's all we got Sam do you have anything else For the lovely people? No, no I am good to go Cool Well y'all thanks again For sticking around with us For this episode And uh we love to hear All thoughts Morning, afternoon, evening Whatever y'all having Have a darn good one See y'all in the next episode